Amen. Welcome to Faith this morning. Go ahead and grab a seat. Thank you, guys. That was great. Can we give some appreciation for our worship team? We are blessed, definitely. Um, I get the pleasure of working with these guys all the time. My name, again, my name is Nathan. Um, for those of you who don't know me, I am uh, the worship pastor here. So Pastor Glenn and Debbie are away on vacation, getting some rest and relaxation, hopefully. Uh, they, they were attending a conference for the first part of their vacation, and now hopefully just hanging out and uh, enjoying a little bit of summer vacation. So I'm here. You got me this morning. Normally I'm up there with them, um, but this morning, preaching, bringing the word. So if you want to, say a little prayer out there right now, you know, just stretch it out, and uh, we'll, we'll go through this together. <laughs> All right. So, and again, you know, as Pastor Debbie said before, uh, maybe before some of you showed up, it does get warm in here. I see some people fanning, and uh, yeah, there is a water station in the back. So if you do get warm, go ahead anytime during the service, just go ahead back there and, uh, and grab a drink of water, and nobody's going to judge you, I promise, because we're going to pre preach on that a little bit this morning. So <laughs> I want to get in uh, right into the word here, because I want to speak a little bit about fruits of the Spirit. More specifically, one fruit of the Spirit. So let's turn to uh, Galatians 5, and we are going to start at verse 13. Going to give you a little bit to get there. We're going to have it up on the screen too, I believe. And this is the Apostle Paul writing to the church in Galatia, talking about freedom. So, we're ready? If you're ready, say amen. amen. All right, here we go. So, you, my brothers, were called to be free, but do not use your freedom to indulge the sinf sinful nature. Rather, serve one another in love. The entire law is summed up in one single commandment. Love your neighbor as yourself. You can say amen to that if you want. Amen. Amen. If you keep on biting and devouring each other, watch out, or you will be destroyed by each other. So I say, live by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the sinful nature. For the sinful nature desires what is contrary to the Spirit, and the Spirit what is contrary to sinful nature. They are in conflict with each other, so that you do not do what you want. But if you are led by the Spirit... You are not under law. The acts of the sinful nature are obvious. Sexual immorality, impurity, uh, debauchery, adultery, and witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, decessions, uh, factions, and envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Thank you, God. Against such things, there is no law. Those who belong to Jesus Christ have crucified the sinful nature with its passions and desires. 
Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking, and envying each other. Amen. God, bless your word this morning. Thank you for your word. God, we pray that as we go through it together this morning that, God, we would hear your voice. That, God, we would hear you speak amongst us. And, God, it is not my words but, but your words that can impact people. So, God, we pray for your Holy Spirit just to dwell in this place. Let us be led by you. In your name, amen. So, as I said, I want to talk this morning about a fruit of the Spirit. Specifically, I want to talk about God's kindness. Has anybody found God to be kind in their life? Is that anybody's testimony this morning? It's definitely mine. So, we've gone through Galatians here, chapter 5, 13 to 26 talking about what being led by the Spirit of God looks like, what these things are, and the, the fruits of the Spirit, the evidence in our life that we are being led by the Holy Spirit. And we're going to focus in on kindness. So my first point this morning, if you're taking notes, is kindness is rare. Has anybody found that? That a lot of people put kindness and being nice kind of together. They're lopped together now for some reason. But my wife Mackenzie and I, we were driving a couple weeks ago, and we, kinda, we got on this topic how they're actually completely different. That someone can be nice and be nice in certain situations, but kindness is to the core. Kindness is just ingrained into who someone is. It's their every interaction. It's... I'm sure someone is coming to your mind right now just of genuine kindness. It's different than just being nice. Someone who is kind is kind all the time, no matter what the circumstances are. No matter what's going on in their life, no matter what's um, going on in situations they find themselves in, people are kind. Kindness is the evidence, one of the evidence of people who are being led by the Spirit. Amen? So, my title this morning is, Nice Doesn't Cut It, But Kindness Saves. Have you ever heard that before, that nice doesn't cut it? A few people are nodding their heads. Um, I, whenever I think of this, I have a, an old friend in New Brunswick, back from kind of high school, just after high school, and... Whenever someone, like, in our friend group was, like, had someone that was interested in them, you know what I mean? They're, they want to date them or be their boyfriend or girlfriend. They would be, like, kind of seeking after someone. You know, you always have the questions for someone. It's like, uh, so, like, what do you think of that person? Like, so they like you, but what do you think? And anytime, I can hear it in my head, anytime someone would be like, well, you know, they're nice, this friend would interrupt you, ah, ah, nice doesn't cut it. Like, you got to think that this person is all that, right? Like, if you're going to date them, you got to be, like, really, like, you got to think that they're something special, right? So he would cut it off and just be like, ah, nice doesn't cut it. It's got to be more than that. You, gotta, you can't just think they're nice. That's not going to be the person for you. And I'd, I'd laugh because I, I can hear him saying it. Um, and it's just, it's funny to me. Um, but nice doesn't cut it. 
Have you noticed that kind of surface level niceness now is just kind of everywhere? It's just kind of surface level, but it doesn't really get deep with people. It's just, oh yeah, I can be nice to someone for a second, but as soon as it inconveniences me, then what actually comes out can be really telling. Seems like, every, like everyone is nice until you get to that point in time. Nice just isn't even that good anymore. I mean, I can be shopping with my wife, Mackenzie, and we can, you know, we're avid winners or home sense shoppers, and we'll be walking through and I'll be like, hey, do you like that lamp? And if she goes, that's nice. I know that, well, it's not that great. It's okay. I'm, gl- I'm glad that you like it, but I don't want to hurt your feelings by saying I have no interest in buying that. Uh, but that's, thank you for being nice to me. Thank you. Um, but it's just, it's not even that, that great anymore. But kindness is something special. Kindness, you can pick out someone, you can say, do you know what, that person is kind. They are kind to the core. And it's not of the norm anywhere or anymore. True kindness is rare. But as we walk in the Spirit, as we are led by the Spirit, we should start to bear fruit, right? So as we start to walk through the Spirit, as we start to bear fruit, we start to become kind. We start to reflect the kindness of God. We start to reflect the kindness of God towards people. And people will actually take notice of the kindness of God in your life. So nice doesn't cut it, but kindness saves. I'm going to my second point here. God's loving kindness has saved us. So I want to turn to, uh, to Titus 3, verse 3 to 7. I'm reading from the English Standard Version here. And again, this is the Apostle Paul writing, but as opposed to, to Galatians, he's actually writing to, to one person here. So he's not writing to a church or a group of people. He's actually writing to Titus, who is a friend. He's writing to his friend Titus. Titus was a, uh, a Greek Gentile who met Paul while Paul was preaching the gospel. And then he started to travel around with him and actually became an example of a Gentile who hadn't grown up learning scriptures or anything like that, or um, someone who was outside the Christian faith, and Paul would actually bring him around as an example, be like, this guy's saved now, he's walking in Christ, see what can happen? And so this is actually Paul writing to his friend Titus. So it has a real personal feel. He says, for we ourselves were once foolish, disobedient, led astray, slaves to various passions and pleasures, passing our days in malice and envy, hated by others and hating one another. But when the goodness and loving kindness of God, our Savior, appeared, he saved us, not because of works done by us in righteousness, but according to his own mercy, by washing by the washing of regeneration and renewal of the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out on us richly through Jesus Christ our Savior, so that being justified by his grace, we might become heirs according to the hope of eternal life. I'm thankful for that. I love that Paul actually refers to Jesus as the goodness and loving kindness of God. He says, when the 
when the goodness and loving kindness of God our Savior appeared. He saved us. So those of us who are in the church, we can look back and actually see that that's been our testimony. Anybody here? That you can look back and see that no matter what we've done, no matter even if we've tried to uh, receive righteousness through works, it's not about that. It's not complicated. God has actually saved us through his own goodness and his loving kindness through Jesus Christ. And someone, thank you, Ken. That was great. We're talking about kind people. Ken Sullivan, everybody. He is a kind person. Um, Somebody needs to hear that this morning. That it's not earned. That it's not through what you do. It's not through how you're a good person or if you're a nice person. It's not even about how kind you are. It's about the goodness of God and his loving kindness that we've been saved. Thank you, God. I'm so thankful for that. And again, kindness is a fruit of the Spirit. And when we become saved, we, start act, we should be, come start acting more like Jesus. And then we start to actually encounter people the way that Jesus did. Leading with his love and his kindness first. For some reason, we get that mixed up. But really, it's not, it's not complicated. Again, when we get into Galatians there, it says, love your neighbor as yourself. With loving kindness. I, I, it's what we're called to do. So nice doesn't cut it. Kindness is rare. It's God's loving kindness that has saved us. And number three, God's kindness leads us to repentance. It leads others to repentance. We're going to go to Romans chapter 2, verse 1 to 4. And again, this is Apostle Paul writing. He's writing to the center of the universe at this time. Everybody from Ontario just said amen. But <laughs> no, not at all. Um, but he's writing to what at this time would be like the center of everything. He's writing to Rome. And he's just finishing talking about the sinful nature that we've been talking about and how we who are saved have no excuse to live like, like that and no excuse to judge people. Let's take a look here. As I get turned myself. Are we good? If you're there, say amen. amen. All right. So you, therefore, have no excuse you who pass judgment on someone else. For at whatever point you judge the other, you are condemning yourself. Because you who pass judgment do the same things. Now we know that God's judgment against those who do such things is based on truth. So when you, a mere man, pass judgment on them, and yet do the same things, do you think you will escape God's judgment? Or do you show contempt for the riches of his kindness? tolerance, and patience, not realizing that God's kindness leads you towards repentance. I love that. I feel like in the church we get that really mixed up sometimes. That when we, if you go back to our first text, when we go back to Galatians and it's talking about everything that is of the sinful nature, why do we sometimes approach people who are not of the church or people who are um, out in our community, why do we approach them with the sinful nature things and the way that we approach instead of the fruits of the Spirit? 
where do we get that? It's from our, our humanness. But I feel like we've really messed it up. As a, and I'm not talking about Faith Tabernacle Church. We've really screwed this up. Sorry, everybody else. We messed it up. No, it's the church as a whole. Church as a whole has really just humanized what it means to, to be the church. When actually we should be reflecting what God does, what Jesus did, we'll start encountering people the way that Jesus did, and he leads with love and kindness. Let's go back to, uh, to Galatians there for a second. And I'm going to go back to the... Uh, one moment here. I'm going to go back to Galatians 6. Do we have it up there? We do. Okay. So, brothers and sisters, if someone is caught in a sin, you who live by the Spirit should restore that person gently. But watch yourselves, or you may also be tempted. What was one of the fruits of the Spirit? Gentleness. Again, we approach people with this harsh and rugged way and just kind of saying, like, no, you're not living right and whatever else, which we certainly do need correction there. We need to be teaching what is good and holy and right. But I think it's all in the approach. When we lead with love and kindness, the way that Jesus did, when Jesus said, salvation has come to your house this morning. He wasn't saying that in a better get right type thing before I come, or you better have everything in order. He's saying, I'm coming no matter what's going on. God meets us where we're at. Francis Chen says, we need to stop giving people excuses not to believe in God. You're, you've probably heard that expression, or the expression before, I believe in God, just not organized religion. Have you heard that before? So again, Francis Chan says, I don't think people would say that if the church truly lived like we're called to live. We're starting to give people excuses from our humanness just to say, do you want, I see what they're doing, but I don't want any part of that because of the way that we are presenting things, because of the way that we represent ourselves. When if people do, truly encounter a living God who <laughs> represents love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, how is that not attractive? How is that not something that I want to be a part of? How is that not something I need in my life? But when we bring it in our humanness, we lose focus. We lose track of that. We start to bring our human nature into it. But I'm praying right now that God gets a hold of us as a church and that all of the fruits of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control would flow from this building, from us as a group of people, from us as who call Faith Tabernacle home, from visitors, whoever would encounter this place, that we would represent the heart of God, that we would represent the fruits of the Spirit, and that through that we would actually see people led to repentance that we ourselves would be led to repentance when we find ourselves low, when we find ourselves in the dirt, or we find ourselves in sticky situations, that we would lean on those things instead of leaning on our own humanness. That's what I believe we're called to as a church, that we as a church, when we focus on these things, when we bring these things 
out of our, our humanness. When we take them aside and actually be led by the Spirit, we t- start to see people impacted. I'm just going to get the worship team to come back up here as we finish up. Because kindness doesn't cut it, and kindness is rare. We should reflect God's kindness. Because we were in a spot where we can't save ourselves, God's loving kindness came and saved us from our sin. And thirdly, God's kindness leads us to repentance. And I want you to hear that this morning, that maybe you've been in church your whole life. Maybe you know all these scriptures by heart. Maybe this is nothing new to you. Maybe this is not, not something that you, uh, has shocked you. But we all need to know that even in our state, whatever state we're in, that kindness is going to lead us back to God, lead us to the heart of God. And we find at the heart of God, his people. God is passionate about his people. And I want to speak to you this morning, too, if you don't know the kindness of God. Maybe this is a foreign concept. Maybe you have no idea what this crazy guy is talking about. But I want to tell you this morning that God loves you more than anything, that God loves you more than you could imagine, and he is reaching out with his kindness this morning, that he is reaching out with open arms and kindness and love in his heart for you, that as we do go back into worship, that you just close your eyes and you can listen to these words, you can sing along, and I believe that the God of the universe, that his Holy Spirit is here and is gonna encounter you. If it's something that you're interested in, if it's something you wanna talk more about, come and talk to me, come and talk to Anybody with the team, come talk to Pastor Debbie. And we'll tell you more about this loving God who is patient and kind and gentle. We'll tell you about his love for you. His kindness hasn't changed. The same kindness that we talk about in the Bible is the same today. I'm thankful for that. I'm going to pray. The team's going to lead us. God, we thank you so much this morning. I thank you, God, for your kindness in my life. God, for your kindness that has come and saved me. And God has led me to repentance. God, I just pray that you would come into this room. God, you're here. I pray that your Holy Spirit would be evident. God, fill this place with your love, with your kindness. That God, those who haven't experienced you would experience you. God, those who need a touch of your love and a touch of your kindness this morning, that they would find it here. God, I'm thankful that you're chasing us down with your love. That God, you're not a God who is far away. You're not a God who is in the distance watching what's going on, but you are in our lives. You are ever present. You are Emmanuel. You are here with us showing your kindness, showing your love on a daily basis. God, help us to see it. God, move in this place. You're the king of all kings, the Lord of all lords. 
and you're worthy of every bit of worship that we bring. So God, be lifted up this morning in your name. Amen. Just stand and worship.